It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, boys down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Thanks for staying tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate and their estate plans. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases. And it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election laws and city ordinances and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. I have served repeatedly as Superior Court Special Master, and one of my election law prosecutions against the Bureau of Cannabis Control ultimately removed marijuana billboards from Highway 101. On Slow County Public Policy and the Law, office holders, lawyers, and activists appear to inform you about government actions shaping your lives. That focus brings people with differing points of view to have an opportunity, without being attacked, to tell you about how they think the laws can be improved, even if I or station management disagree with the guest's ideas. Last week, I hosted presiding judge of the Superior Court, Craig Van Ruyen to talk about grand juries. I also interviewed Santa Barbara County Supervisor Joan Harmon about Santa Barbara County's progress towards sustainable budget, electricity, and water. If you missed last week's show, log into the podcast of the interviews at knews985.com. That's K-N-E-W-S 985.com. Well, this hour, it is a real privilege to talk with James Worthley about why the San Luis Obispo County Council of Governments, that's SLOCOG, is asking you to vote for a new additional half-cent sales tax. But first, let me give you a little background about James Worthley. James Worthley is the Regional Planning Division Chief with the San Luis Obispo County Council of Governments, responsible for transportation planning, coordination, and programming in the SLO County region. James has served over 25 years in a variety of capacities, including regional transportation plan and sustainable communities strategy development, programming and project delivery, traffic modeling, and preparing financial assessments and alternatives. He received his Bachelor of Science degree in city and regional planning from our very own Cal Poly and has a master's degree in urban and regional planning from San Jose State. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you, Stu. It's great to be here. Well, now, I, in that introduction, there's some terms that I think need translation for our listeners. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I was once talking to a doctor, and he showed me a report and wanted me to read it. And I said, well, wait a minute. I speak legalese. You speak doctorese. You tell me what it says. There is such a thing as planneries. Uh, yes, there is. And so if, and, and I don't mean that uh, as any kind of an insult. It's just every uh, profession gets its language. Um, can you tell listeners what 
quote, regional transportation plan and sustainable community strategy development means. Sure. So um, let's back up a little bit, though. Uh, the San Luis Obispo Council of Governments, that's sure. the agency I work mm-hmm. for, SLOCOG. Yeah. And I'll use SLOCOG, I think, from now on, probably, because it's we, easier. we do use a lot of acronyms, and yeah. we try not to speak in acronyms because that is our plannerese speak, but... Every now and then they float out there and sure. for the Regional Transportation Plan, or RTP, uh, that's our long-range plan. And it's a long-range plan looking out 20 to 25 years. We look at all modes of transportation, uh, bikes and pedestrians and cars and freeways, and, and we have to uh, prepare this plan every four years. It's a requirement by the federal government and the state government in order for us to receive any formula funds. So that would include the traffic modeling that was part of that your exactly your resume. That's exactly right. And then and the regional transportation plan, that's the RTP. Mm-hmm. And sustainable community strategy development. What the heck is that? Well, that's the SCS. <laughs> well, uh, no, I, uh, that, 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 okay. those are great initials, but yeah. what does it mean? So about 10 years ago, the state decided that land use was important to transportation. Where you grow identifies the needs for additional transportation, and you should be linking these two things together. So, for instance, if uh, the county decided to develop a new city of uh, 100,000 people in California Valley, that would affect all of the transportation planning. It would. Prior to the state deciding the SCS was important, we weren't able to look at such things. And it would be build the city first out there in California Valley, as you're suggesting, Mm -hmm. and then, oh, Who's going to come along and fund the roads or interchanges or freeways to serve that that okay. new development? Okay. So what we're looking at with the SCS is um, over the next 20 years, 40,000 new people coming to live in our area. Where will they live? Where will they work? How will they get around? And what impacts might they have um, that we should be addressing before the impacts really hit? Before the development happens? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that makes see how easy that was to translate. I like that. Okay. Um, now, have you worked long for Slowcog? I started at Slowcog in 1996. Okay. Uh, I worked till 99. I left for two years and I came back in 2001 because, well, we live in a great area and why would you ever want to leave? Okay. And um, what, what other planning jobs have you had around the state or nation? Sure. I worked for two sister uh, COG agencies, uh, one in Stanislaus, County, uh-huh. the Stan Cog, uh, Stanislaus Council of Governments, and then the San Joaquin Council of Governments as well. Okay. And um, now there's this uh, this new program, or I should say it's a proposal, uh, I guess, going to the taxpayers of the county, uh, mm-hmm. ultimately. It, it's going to go to... I think it's a possibly, but... <laughs> uh, it's called Local Roads First. Mm-hmm. And, and can you kind of give a description sure. of what that is? So with that long-range plan, the Regional Transportation Plan, we identified how much money we're expecting to receive over the course of the next 20 years from the state, federal governments, as well as how much money might be spent by the cities uh, and county locally. And we look at how much money is needed for the projects ahead of us. Uh, what we found was that there was a $2.3 billion dollar shortfall for the projects on the list of what we'd like to do versus what we can do. We can see three billion dollars being available, most of that coming from the local county and cities, uh, seven cities, um, and the rest coming from primarily formula but sometimes grant funding from state and federal governments. 
Now, when we see a $2.3 billion shortfall, we start thinking, oh, where's it going to hit? And it hits all modes of transportation, the, the potholes, the road maintenance, the transit systems, um, safe routes to school or uh, senior transportation, highway improvements or local road improvements. None of them are going to be fully funded to the extent that we'd like to see. Um, and sometimes it's an issue. Well, sure. Um We've all seen uh, roads that are in disrepair, particularly after the floods of this mm-hmm. past year. Right. Um, the the uh, is there an overall goal for the local roads first program? So, local roads first is our uh, attempt to engage the public with to identify what is needed, what is most needed in their perspectives. Um, it's not just what we are planning for, but a lot of people say potholes really need to be fixed. Um, interchanges or safety improvements or intersections or new safe routes to school are needed. And when we hear those things and go, well, we'd love to, but some of these projects are going to be 10 or 15 years away if they're fundable or beyond 25 years, that horizon year that we, we, we're looking out toward. I, I tried to look through one of the appendix appendices of... Mm-hmm. Uh, the reports that you provided to the slow cog membership we'll talk about that membership in Mm -hmm. a second but uh page after page after page of projects where streets needed to be widened they needed to Mm -hmm. be paved you know bridges uh were needed even bicycle lanes Mm -hmm. or public transit um, facilities uh and there was uh, short-term mid-term and long-term uh classifications Mm -hmm. I really have to say uh, you all worked up a a major prediction about what the needs would be. But what what I guess of interest, I think, to listeners is how are you going to propose meeting those goals? Some of those goals and some of those projects you're seeing either are going to wait a while or a long time or never be realized with the existing funding that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're we're falling short, and that's why we started this localroadsfirst.com um, um, effort. So anybody can go to our website, localroadsfirst.com, and identify their priorities of what they think is most needed. Now, if we see the needs out there growing and aligning with what we thought was needed as well in our long-range plan, um, there will be a next step. Next step would be to put together something that's called an investment plan. What could be funded with a sales tax? Now, there is no sales tax out there on the books right now. We're in November of 2023. Uh, We would be developing this document and product over the next six months, really, before a sales tax would be proposed to the SLOCOG board and then approved and then potentially submitted to the board of supervisors to be put on the ballot for the voters eventually decide we're a long ways off that that would be like uh, measure j was a few years ago so measure j was a self-help sales tax that's what uh, it's called Mm -hmm. like this Um, and that put to the voters a half cent sales tax for transportation improvements um, such as road maintenance and highway improvements and all those other types of improvements and uh, measure j went in 2016 uh, it did receive 66.3 percent of the vote and it needed 67%. And it needed 66.7%. Yes, there, two-thirds. There is, uh, for our listeners, James, I think uh, 
There's an oddity in the uh, laws concerning initiatives uh, and tax initiatives, uh, which I think um, most people, when they look at it, it ought to be reversed. Uh, general versus special? General versus special. If you have a general sales tax, uh, you only need 50% of the vote plus one. That's right. Uh, and and yet there's no control on that money The if the... Uh, if the city of San Luis adopts a uh, general sales tax uh, of a half a cent and the council changes and uh, you have a council that wants to put hot tubs in the uh, in the basement of the city hall for the health of the council members, well, you know, general tax, they can do that. Uh, not that I'm saying they'd want to do that, but uh, it, there's, there's no uh, control of that. But if you have a dedicated tax, um, which unfortunately requires... 67% mm-hmm. vote uh, where people will actually know where it goes mm-hmm. um, that that if you vote on that for roads, bridges and trains and planes and automobiles mm-hmm. well at least you know that's all what it can be spent on it can't be spent on a hot tub down in the basement of the city hall you are absolutely correct a special tax has those, all those extra requirements and it is guaranteed to go to what it is set out for and what the voters voted on. Now, if this local roads uh, proposal uh, for a half-cent sales tax is approved by SLOCOG, it goes to the Board of Supervisors and they put it on the ballot, but don't each of the uh, seven cities also have to vote to put it on the ballot? That's right. Um, It's not just SLOCOG putting on the ballot, but let's back up a little bit to the SLOCOG board. So the SLOCOG board is made up of 12 elected Mm -hmm. individuals, all five supervisors plus one member from every city council. Right. So all, each of the seven cities weigh in through their member each time we bring something to them. But then we also have to bring such an investment plan back to the seven cities independently and individually, I guess, um, to identify if they're supportive or not. And it requires um, 50% of the cities with 50% of the incorporated population to support. So you, in theory, you could have uh, uh, this go on the ballot for the county it could go on the ballot for all seven cities, but if uh, Grover Beach and Morro Bay voted it down, uh, they actually would not add that sales tax in those cities? No, that's incorrect. It? Okay. Um, it would still be region-wide. Uh, a tax, if approved by the voters and before the voters, would be region-wide still. But if Let's go down a different path. If San Luis Obispo and Paso Robles and Atascadero, the three largest cities, said, we don't think it's fair to us. So they voted against they putting voted it against on the ballot. Put, putting on the ballot, then there'd be nothing on the ballot. Okay. Um, but if one city says, we don't want the ballot, we can't really carve them out of the uh, retail and sales tax use purpose for this. They would still receive funds whether they voted for it or not. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so it would go on the ballot if only one city said no. Correct. Uh, is that just a policy thing no. where if three of, three of the cities said no, um, the, the slow cog would withdraw it and start over? No, that's based on the state laws of, okay. of how a special tax such as this transportation tax would be okay. uh, allowed to be put on the ballot. Okay. And it also requires the Board of Supervisors to approve it. Right. And if they didn't approve it, it doesn't matter if all the cities wanted it. It's it's a dead deal. In that case, a city could put their own on the ballot, but it wouldn't go towards regional uh, 
transportation costs, would it? Absolutely. Every city could put a uh, local general tax or special tax, if they want to do a special tax, on the ballot and for their own purposes. But typically, the general taxes um, or special taxes aren't used for larger issues, uh, highway issues or interchange issues. Um, and, and so it's up to SLOCOG to really fund highway improvements um, if there are highway improvements that the public wants. So currently the uh, proposal, is has it gone to the Board of Supervisors yet? There isn't a proposal yet. Oh, it's not? Yeah, right now okay. we're investigating, is there a need? Okay. And so we're asking people to go to our website and identify what they see as most needed. And, and is there a particular uh, place? It's a big website. Uh, is there a particular place they should go to if they want to make comments uh, one way or the other? So the, the big website you mentioned, slowcog.org, is a big website. We have lots of pages on there. But we tried to make this more simple for localroadsfirst.com. Mm-hmm. And you just go straight there, and it's going to take you right into the main page to develop a survey or provide information to you. On, on what this entails. And I encourage our listeners to go to that website. What is it again? One more time, uh, localroadsfirst.com. Okay. And and uh, so people can make their comments or they can uh, get information. They can they can look at the hundreds of pages of appendices. That's, that's the uh, regional transportation plan. There's I thought it was not, interesting. There's uh, not 100 pages on the localroadsfirst.com. Com website at all. It's too big to go through on this show, folks. <laughs> well, folks, you're listening to uh, Slow County Public Policy and the Law with James Worthley about the Slow Cog proposal or potential proposal for a half cent sales tax. Now, um, James, um, if if the Slow Roads First program does go to the Board of Supervisors, will it be proposing a dedicated tax or a general tax? So it would be a special tax, which means it's focused only on transportation. It would require 67% to support and pass. So, um, that, well, that's good, folks. Then nobody can spend it on their hot tubs. Exactly. Uh, at, the county, at the city council or county right. uh, seat. Uh, and, and so it would take 67% of the vote. Um, one of the things about Measure J that... Uh, received some criticism, I know I was one of them, uh, was that it was apportioned in very odd ways. Um, the, uh, the amount of money that the county reaped off of that uh, Measure J sales tax was, if I recall correctly, 75% of the uh, tax. The city's got 25%, and then when you went through to see the apportionment of which cities got what, um, the city of Pismo Beach with 8,000 uh, residents approximately um, and the richest city in the entire uh, county because of their TOT tax mm-hmm. on hotels, uh, per capita anyway, uh, they got four times as much money as the city of San Luis Obispo, even though it's the largest city um, so it was it was one of the um, these situations where the apportionment uh, was questionable. I do recall Measure J, yeah. and um, how it was broken up was the first fifty five percent was going to go for uh, local choice. The eight jurisdictions were going to get mm-hmm. an, an apportionment of that fifty five percent, and it was a population basis to divvy up the funds yeah. with a 
small initial increment of, I believe, it was $100,000 for everybody because the amount of funds for the smallest jurisdictions was pretty minimal when you start off to say based on population. Most of the money went to the county yeah. um, because they have the biggest, the most amount of population of all the eight jurisdictions. And then the next amount should have been San Luis Obispo because they have the next highest population amount. Except when I went through the figures that didn't pan out, once you took the total, it was... Uh I'm hoping that uh, when y'all are going through the proposal, you can make sure that uh, when it's presented that the apportionment mm-hmm. is fair between cities and county. Yeah, at this point, no apportionments happen because there's first identifying the need and then identify how money might be collected and how it might be distributed, and that apportionment would happen uh, in the future. Well, and while the county is, uh, is larger than any one of the cities in population, it's actually much less than all the cities combined, and, and uh, mm-hmm. most of the actual, unless you're looking at Cambria or uh, Avila Beach, uh, um, you know, or even Templeton, most of the economic activity is happening in the cities. Mm, I think you're right. Um, so, so most of the sales tax is going to be collected in the cities, um, and and I see we're we're getting close to a break here. One thing I wanted to uh, come back to after our break, because we have the news coming up, but maybe we can start talking about this is the shares between the various kinds of projects. Um, When I looked at uh, one of the pages here, it looked like there was uh, $2.8 million uh, projected to go for system efficiency, and I didn't know what that meant. So, and that's that's per year, I think, in the projections, isn't it? I'm trying to remember the page you're on, but uh, $2.8 million you. for system efficiency. So system efficiency could be for ride-sharing and carpooling and vanpooling, uh, getting people, the people that choose to carpool and vanpool an option and or getting them funding to, to do so. 2.8, maximizing system efficiency is what you're looking at, right? right. Mm-hmm. And that's the... That $2.8 million is... We're coming up on that hard break. James will come back to that. Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law only on KNews FM 98.5. Stay tuned.